0: On episode 483 of the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast, we meet Dr. Kien Vu and discuss his book, Thrive State, your blueprint for optimal health, longevity, and peak performance. You can find the full show notes for this episode at 40plusfitnesspodcast.com forward slash 483. Have you decided you're ready to make a change? To reclaim your health and fitness, The 40 Plus Fitness Podcast is here for you. I'm your host, Alan Meisner. I'm an NSAM certified personal trainer with a specialization in corrective exercise and fitness nutrition. Let me be your coach as you find your way on your health and fitness journey. All right, let's go. Let me ask you a question. If you were in the same place one year from now, same weight, same health markers, same fitness, How would you feel? Okay, now a follow-on question. What are you doing to make next year better? Listening to Health and Fitness Podcast isn't going to do anything. You must take action if you want to change. In the 40 Plus Fitness 12-Week GAS program, we're doing just that. I provide the GAS guidance, accountability, and support. And you take the wheel and go. I'm so sure you'll get results on this program that I offer a full 100% money-back guarantee. Action. Results. If you're tired of being stuck in the mud, do your future self a favor and go to 40plusfitnesspodcast.com forward slash gas. Complete the short application and we'll figure out what you need to do to make sure you're not the same next year. 40plusfitnesspodcast.com forward slash gas. Hey Raz, how are you doing?
1: Good. How are you today, Ellen?
0: I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. My uh, our daughters uh, flew down to Boca to see us. They both decided they wanted to try to make the trip together, so they're both oh, here. Uh, nice. You know, they're about the same age. They're really quite literally less than a year apart. And so the two of them just really get along well and, and like spending time together is probably as much, if not more than spending time with us. Um, so they, <laughs> they just saw it as an opportunity to come down here and have an adventure together. And, you know, my wife uh, being kind of the diligent, wonderful wife and mother that she is reached out to them and said, you know, what, what do you want to do when you're in Bocas? And because our son had seen a sloth when he was down here, that was one of their requests and um, sloths are wild. Uh, which means, you know, <laughs> they're kind of mm-hmm. hard to schedule. Uh, <laughs> Good points. <laughs> but but <laughs> that said, she reached out, and this is a, such a wonderful community that everybody's here to kind of help each other out and help every, everything out. So it just happens that there's a guy here who has adopted basically two uh, rescue sloths baby one of them's two years old and the other one now is six months old and so he's he's taking care of those and we arranged to go visit him uh during this the feeding time for the young one and so the girls and tammy and all we we were able to feed them and hold the sloth and it was sort of hold it it's 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 on this little teddy bear so it's it's cuddled (laughs) up to the teddy bear so you're holding the teddy bear and then you go to feed the sloth and it reaches over its little paw and you know, oh, wraps right. it around your finger while it's, while it's feeding. Um, and so, yeah, she, th- that, was a, that was a a two-toed sloth, which was not very popular in, on the islands that we, we habitate, uh, here. But, um, then interesting, we went to dinner later, uh, at Oasis, a place called the view at Oasis and they happened to have a three-toed sloth right there <laughs> in, on their property. So the oh, girls wow. were able to go get a picture with the three-toed sloth, um, which was not in as good a mood as these uh, these two-toed sloths were, but
1: <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> so it was
0: it was a day full of sloth, which is exactly oh. what our daughters wanted. So yeah, it's pretty good, pretty special time.
1: That sounds so fun! What a lucky opportunity they got to see that then.
0: Yeah, you know, because there's there's really like three. I guess there's three species. There's the the three-toed and the two-toed, and then there's a pygmy sloth. Now I haven't never seen hmm. a pygmy sloth, but. Well, I'm told it's just a smaller version, but you can actually now, now that I've had a little bit of time to, to look at them, I, I know now I can actually visually tell you whether one's a two-toed or a three-toed just by looking at its face. So, oh, neat! Yeah, so yeah, learned a lot and uh, got to got to hang out with some sloths.
1: How awesome! <laughs> what a fun time! That sounds really neat.
0: How about yourself?
1: Good, good. It's spring for today, anyway, or recently in Michigan. Anything could happen. We actually are expecting maybe some uh, snow later, but um, but spring is sprung, and um, up here the daffodils are blooming, and my lilies are coming up, and. Um, all of our frogs are returning to our pond and I even saw some turtles out on, I did a couple of long runs this weekend, so I saw the turtles out. So it was uh, fun to see all the wildlife and all the flowers popping up. It's beautiful here.
0: Tis the season for outdoor long runs, right?
1: It is. It really <laughs> is. The weather is so ideal. It's just perfect for, for fifties, even sixties. It's just perfect for many, many miles. Awesome.
0: Yeah. All right. Are you ready to talk to Dr. V?
1: Yes, let's do this. Our guest today is an assistant professor
0: of health sciences at UCLA, speaker, media expert, and founder of VuMD Performance and Longevity. He has been practicing medicine for over 14 years and combines his knowledge as a doctor with his personal experiences overcoming chronic disease. He was first trained in interventional and diagnostic radiology and became an expert in the diagnosis and treatment of disease using state-of-the-art medical imaging and non-invasive surgery. Dissatisfied with the disease-based model of modern medicine, he sought out additional training with world experts in nutrition, personal development, spirituality, and as well as performance and longevity medicine. He also pursued fellowship training and board certification by the American Board of Anti-Aging and Regenerative Medicine. With no further ado, here's Dr. Kian Vu, better known by his friends and patients as Dr. V. Dr. V, welcome to 40 Plus Fitness. It is a pleasure to be on the show, Alan. Thanks for having me. Your book is called Thrive State, Your Blueprint for Optimal Health, Longevity, and Peak Performance. And I, I think as you kind of look at this, you think about the word thrive. I, I I love that word. I mean, it just, it just, it's, it's what you want. It's what you, you wake up in the morning and everything that you pretty much do in your whole life,
2: everything you've ever done in your life was really about thriving. Indeed. That's what we all desire. And, you know, I I look at my nephew, I look at my nieces, I look at the children and I'm a new new dad, you know, as kids, we, we have that innate uh, feeling within us to just be the very, very best versions of ourselves. And I think throughout life, we might pick up some habits. We forget who we really are. And in that forgetting, we probably build up some bad habits to lead to poor health. But uh, for us to get back to thriving, it's it's, it's really a process of remembering. And we, I'm sure we'll get more into that a little bit later.
0: Yeah. And, and one of the things you kind of got into in the book that I think is really important is you know, where we are in life is is kind of like a continuum. And so, you, you know, the thrive state is on one side and then yeah. on the other side is this, this stress state or the survival s- state. And I, I think, you know, and I know from my, my case before I got started in all this, and it was a story, not dissimilar from yours, I'm sitting yeah. on the beach saying, okay, I got this great career. I've done all these things that I'm supposed to do. You know, I'm supposed to be this person. I'm, I've worked my way up and I'm, I'm in C-suite and I'm doing the things I'm supposed to be doing and I'm freaking miserable. And I'm unhealthy and I'm unhappy and I'm in toxic relationships and my whole life sucks. I thought I'd be happy. You know, I thought, okay, I made the C-suite I'm supposed to be excited, you know, being a vice president and sitting in board meetings and yes,
2: no, (laughs) I hear you. Um, you know, there is a quote that was attributed to the Dalai Lama and he said, basically, What he found most interesting about humanity was man, because he would sacrifice his health in order to make money, and then sacrifice his money to recuperate his health. And and I find so many of my clients, myself personally, and many many people out there uh, in the world, uh, you know, kind of almost suffer this this same fate. It's when we start to listen to all the things that are supposed to make us happy, supposed to bring us success, we forget that. You know, as 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 children, just coming into the world, we are completely enough, and we have we have a state of joy, and we learn things throughout life that says that you might not be enough doing being who you are. You need to attain this sort of job or or um, work in this type of. Area, your bank account needs to look like this, your house needs to look like this, and these are the things that are supposed to make you happy. Don't listen to your intuition because it's these things. And eventually, just like you and me, I mean, in my story, I became this physician that was really at the top of my game doing a lot of minimally invasive surgeries, bought a fancy house, bought a fancy car, got all the things that I thought would make me happy. But at that point in my life, uh, I was not over only overweight. I was diabetic. I was hypertensive. I had prescription medications, and I was really living a lifestyle that was not in thrive, that put me in what, what I call the survive state. And that actually turns on some biological processes in your body to make you have those chronic diseases. Now, fortunately, when you wake up from that, and when you can start to build a life where you are realigned with who you're meant to be as a human being, all those things start to align your and your physical health aligns and I was able to actually reverse all those conditions in six months.
0: Yeah, I I, I like that quote, but I, I also like the one I saw. It was in a cracker barrel in Mississippi. And it said, I want to be the person my dog thinks I am. And and all your <laughs> dog, all your dog really wants you to be able to do is to is to walk down the beach and and you know, throw the ball, throw the stick, or in my case, throw the coconut, um, and just kind of be that person that's out there willing to play and, and have a good time. Yes. But But you've, you've got to have, uh, some juice in the tank. You got to, you know, have something more than what you have, like in a boardroom or even in a medical profession, uh, there's gotta be some joy in your life to, to do that. There's gotta be some physicality in your life to be able to do that. And so as we kind of look at the stress state and we kind of look at, you know, the, uh, survival, uh, state and that continuum that we talked about, Mm -hmm. um, what are some signs that we might be in trouble? if we're if we're somewhere because we're all somewhere on that continuum but
2: we we need signs to tell us where we really stand. That's a great question. Before I answer that question, I just want to bring up the whole concept of the stress and survive state, right? Basically, you know, human beings are made up of the individual unit of cells, right? The cells make up tissues, make up organs. Those organs together work together in systems to create who we are as human beings. So it all comes down to the individual cells. Now, these individual cells well, what directs their behavior? So when these cells are at their very best, we actually get healing. We get great immunity. We get peak mental, physical, emotional performance. We get longevity because these cells last a long time. So when we're talking about optimal health, longevity, and performance, it's really the state of optimal cellular function. Now flip it back the other way, when the cells are not optimally functioning, imagine your lung cell is not able to extract you know, oxygen, and only extracts, you know, I don't know, 70% of the oxygen it it normally does. Well, every other cell in the body is reliant on that lung cell to to be its very best. And if you're only extracting 70%, then the other cells only get 70% of the nutrient it needs. And guess what? Those other cells perform a really good function that the rest of the body needs as well. So what happens if a cell is in a suboptimal state? Over time, you are start, you're going to start to break down systems. And when systems break down, that's when you get those signs and symptoms that you and I are talking about. That's when you get chronic disease. And that's when people with COVID-19 don't do so well because they are in this stress state. So what are some of those signs? So, so, so basically, these signs are really the effect of our cells not optimally functioning. And they could be fatigue. They could be brain fog. They could be having patches and eczema around your body. It could be joint pains or pain. It could be you know, forgetful memory. It could be chest pains. It could be a loss of sexual function. So those are all you know, typical signs. I call them signs of just feeling like crap. So if you start to feel like crap, you're not <laughs> yeah. feeling like you've got the energy. If you've got aches and pains and you're not feeling like you're functioning very well, those are signs. The good news is this, going from a stress state to thrive state is actually what happens is there's there's something I, I ta- refer to in my book called the bioenergetic model of health. That just means this, our cells and our DNA are constantly listening to the energy that's around it. It's the energetic and epigenetic environment around the DNA that actually dictates how our cells behave. It is this energetic environment that dictates whether our cells go into a thrive state or goes into a stress state. And fortunately, what controls that bioenergetic state is largely controlled by our lifestyle, our choices, and what we give ourselves on a moment-to-moment basis.
0: Yeah, I think that's one of the cool things that's really kind of coming out of the whole uh, genetic, epigenetic conversation is that we're a system and yeah. and basically we're what we do and how we live our lives and the things we th- even what we think
2: yes are
0: are basically inputs to the system they're they're basically yes. information so food is information movements information um, and those are just two of the bioenergetic elements could you talk through each seven each of the seven cuz there's five what i would call internal or kind of internally focused and then there's two that you said were kind of Externally focused. And I think all seven of them are important. Obviously, we can't mm-hmm. talk about all seven of them, but if you could just briefly go through the seven so uh, we know what we're talking about here.
2: Yes. Uh, great uh, uh, question, Alan. So the bioenergetic state is, is the following. We said that there are all these different inputs. Now, in fact, there are probably every single energetic input gets transmuted into some kind of energy, right? We're all energetic beings. Energy is always interacting with each other, but there to remember a million inputs will not make our lives any easier. So myself as well as epigeneticist Stephen Cole from UCLA, one of my colleagues, have come up with seven. Now, if you focus on these seven you know, and, and you focus on these things really well, your risk of getting chronic disease is very, very low. And also your propensity to live in longevity and, and having the peak performance is super high. And the seven are this. They are sleep, nutrition, movement stress and emotional mastery, our thoughts and mindset relationships. And finally purpose. All these are energies that actually have biochemical messengers that talk to our DNA that actually puts us in a thrive state or a stress state.
0: Yeah. I noticed you didn't say career success. (laughs) Not in there. (laughs) We're not in there. Um, you know, I, I thought it was really interesting. You, well, yeah, I call them the bees. You, you you use the term the bees in there. So I, yeah. I actually yeah, kind of like that. energetic elements. Yeah. yeah the seven I kind of like the bees, the seven bees. Yeah. Um, it was interesting that the first one you put in there was sleep because I think a mm-hmm. lot of us like kind of think, well, no, well, maybe we want to talk about nutrition or, oh no, I'm a am a personal trainer. So I should obviously talk about physical exercise. And then, you know, we get into the whole concept with the, um, the blue zones. And they, yeah. they didn't mention sleep. Uh, they mentioned that they walk a lot, that they move a lot, that they have great relationships and they eat certain foods. Uh, very seldom does someone put sleep at the front of that list, but you did. Can you kind of explain why and, and why sleep is so important? Sleep is,
2: I, I put it there first because when your sleep is off, Your whole biochemistry in your body is off. So you know you could try to you know eat your way you know uh, out of it or exercise your way out of it, but it just doesn't work because our bodies follow a rhythm. This thing called this circadian rhythm, and our circadian rhythms dictate how our hormones flow throughout the day. And if you give and if you're not regular, particularly in your sleep, your circadian rhythms are off. So then your hormones are off. And when your hormones are off, it's going to throw all the good good things that you've, you're trying to do and throw it out the window. I've had people who try to lose weight and done everything right, but just didn't sleep very well. Once they change the sleep, the the weight came off. All those additional uh type of there's actually a lot of chronic diseases associated with you know people sleeping less than seven hours a day. There are cardiovascular disease, dementia, certain cancers. So sleep is really, really important only because it drives our circadian rhythm and our hormone levels. So we need to focus on that. So how how then what what's the best hack for that? A lot of people ask me. Well we can go into a lot of different techniques and tools, but if you can go to sleep, and wake up at the same time every day, go to sleep when it's dark and wake up when there's light, okay, and do that the same time every single day, you train your body into a regular circadian rhythm. I just find that with you know busy entrepreneurs, people living at home, a lot of crappy blue light and weekend warriors, you're working during the week and you're sleeping well during the week, but then on the weekends you're partying and your sleep is off, that's what throws people off. When when you can go back to a regular sleep cycle, again, go to sleep and wake up the same time every day, that's going to do wonders for your health.
1: This episode is sponsored by Exoskin Performance Athletic Apparel. There's nothing more frustrating than getting blisters or chafing on a run. It's painful, annoying, and disrupts training. I used to get blisters all the time. I've tried every sock in the market, used all the lubrication products, and even taped my feet. Finding Exoskin traditional and toe socks saved my feet. Exoskin is seamless athletic apparel that is 100% made in the USA. Every Exoskin product features their two patented fibers, PTFE and copper, which reduces friction, rapidly wicks moisture, and dries really fast. Exoskin makes a full line of apparel to cover you from head to toe. All the products are breathable and don't shift while running, which means no blisters or chafing. I've worn ExoSkin socks through water puddles, mud, and in the snow, and my feet have stayed warm and blister-free, even when wet. I can't emphasize enough how much of a game-changer the ExoSkin has been for me. Give ExoSkin apparel a try and use the discount code 40PLUS four zero P L U S for 20% off your order. Go to www.exoskin.us and place your order using the discount code 40 plus every exoskin product is backed by a 30 day money back guarantee. Try it for 30 days. And if you're not totally convinced, they'll give you a full refund. Once you give it a try, let me know what you think.
0: Yeah. One of the things I did, which I, you know, for me was huge and, and I, maybe I don't talk about it enough, or maybe I didn't really think about it as much until I was reading your book, um, thrive state. I realized that one of the things that I I naturally went to with my sleep was trying to go to bed early enough that I could just naturally wake up early enough Mm -hmm. and not have to worry about it. And as a result, I got into the practice of not setting an alarm. And so, for the past five years, unless I absolutely have to be up like for a flight. So, you know, I've got a four o'clock in the morning flight. Well, that's, you know, I, I'll go ahead set an alarm to be up at four o'clock so I can make that flight. But mm-hmm. otherwise, go to bed. And, and everybody, I think this is crazy, but at 8 30, <laughs> yeah. you know, go to bed at 8 30, get your stuff done, have your little, you know, relax time, and then go to bed at 8 30 and then go to sleep. And I'll sleep four or five good sleep cycles. And that's going to work out to somewhere around seven and a half to maybe eight hours, maybe eight and a half, mm-hmm. um, depending on you know this and that. But I wake up, and yes, for me it tends to be about four, four thirty in the morning, with no alarm. I just wake up and I say, okay, have I had enough sleep cycles? And if I don't feel like I have, I go get another one. And so sometimes, yeah, it's six o'clock before I roll out of bed, a late morning. And, uh, but I feel great. I feel like I'm rested. I feel like that night was a great investment of time. So losing two hours of Netflix at that night before actually was an okay investment to make, to to actually feel great when I wake up in the morning. Um, can you talk about some of the things that we should do to kind of improve our sleep and, and why? Because I think a lot of folks don't Actually, understand the full sleep cycle and why it's so important to make it through the whole sleep cycle. And then, what are just a few little quick tips of things that people can do to
2: make sure that they're getting that kind of quality sleep? Great question, Alan. So I find right now because of advanced technology and just people's schedule, they're they're not intuitively listening to your body just like you've trained yourself to do to go through the sleep cycle. So a lot of times, people have their alarm set, and when they're and if you happen to be in the middle of your sleep cycle, not fully awake, you're going to wake up feeling very groggy, very, very drowsy. So uh, just to let your listeners know, a typical sleep cycle lasts about 90 minutes or so. So it's really important. Naps are great during the day if you need to get naps, but I wouldn't get a nap longer than 20 minutes because again, when you wake up in, in the middle of the sleep cycle, you're going to feel very, very groggy. But what are some techniques? Well, people have some crazy schedules, but people are also on their phones they're on their laptops and watching TV. And you know, there's some really bad blue light that comes out of it, which lowers your melatonin levels. And, uh, you know, even if you're able to fall asleep at, at a regular time, you don't get really deep sleep because melatonin is ne- is necessary for that. So I give myself a technology curfew at, at 7 p.m. I don't check my phones and turn off the TVs and whatnot. So that's something that's really great. Another thing is a lot of people kind of have junk light at home as well. And they've got their alarm clocks on. They've got a lot of electronics around the room and pop, possibly lights coming in. That's going to affect your sleep as well. So if you are living in a city, uh, one great thing is to have blackout curtains. Another great thing to have is maybe you know a, a device that has white noise. That's going to cancel out a lot of the noise that, that's out there. And then it's really good to have good sleep routine, right? So the hour before I go to bed, I'm making sure I'm not checking any email. I'm not, I'm not doing anything to, to get my brain wired. I'm, I'm, I'm telling my body, okay, it's time to wind down now. It's time to be grateful for the day and to set myself up for the next day. And um, part of my sleep routine includes a little bit of journeying, a little bit of stretching, a little meditation and I'm good to go when I need to sleep. And then a good sleep routine at night also means you have a great routine in the morning and I like to get early morning sunshine. You know, when you first wake up if you go get some sunshine right there, right when you do that in the morning, it's it's resets your circadian rhythm. So it's great for sleep including a little bit of exercise every single day is going to allow you to sleep better at night as well. So those are some, some, some uh, great tools. There's a lot of supplements that are out there be weary of some, but I find some really natural, very safe type of things that people could take is magnesium or, or glycine that will help you sleep as well.
0: Yeah. Just be careful when you go into the magnesium start slow. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Give yeah. Some-
0: it, it does another thing besides help you sleep. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, <laughs> if you take a little too much, you're going to be visiting the restroom. Yeah. And then, you know, I think, you know, when you talk about naps, I love, I, that's one of the reasons I, I picked this topic is because sleep's actually one of my favorite things in the world. And I I, I love every once in a while, an afternoon nap. And yeah. when I take the nap, but I'm I'm a little different there. And you even said it in the book, if you want to go longer, get a full sleep cycle in. So it's kind of the yeah. whole deal. Just like I would go to bed. I try to get the room dark and cool. I get the white noise going. I got an app on my phone that plays this fan sound. And it's like a signal to me that it's my brain clicks and here's that sound. And unfortunately, uh, small boats here kind of make a similar sound. So if we go on a long boat ride, I get a little drowsy. But when I, <laughs> <laughs> I got to take my nap, it's like I lay down and I say, okay, I'm going to sleep a sleep cycle. And it's a, yeah. you know, it's a full 90-minute nap, but I make sure that I've got the time available to do that. And I agree, you know, cause I've had my, you know, something happen in the middle of the night. If any, anybody knows this, if something wakes you up in the middle of the night, you're disoriented and you don't yeah. feel good. And then, yeah, you, you're, you're aggravated and maybe a little irritable and maybe a little grouchy and you might say something to your spouse you didn't intend to say, but uh, you know, you get <laughs> that solved and you go back to sleep, but yeah, going through a full sleep cycle, very important because it gives our body that opportunity to get all the, the hormones going the direction they need to be going. That's when all the, all the, as I like to say, all the good stuff happens while we're asleep Yeah, and not the good stuff that we want to miss. It's This good stuff we need. And, and if we're sleeping well, we're getting that good stuff. 100%. Now, the other way we, we communicate with our body is obviously through what we eat. Most of the conversations are going to be about, you know, making sure that we're, we're eating the right way. And that kind of drives people to Diets. <laughs> you know, yes. Eat this diet, eat that diet. And in the book, you kind of talk about how it's, it's not really about the diet, but more about finding an eating style that's appropriate and nourishing your body and putting the right information in so you can actually be in a thrive state. Can you talk a little bit about eating styles and then just generally, because you put in the book the Thrive State Food Blueprint, which I think is brilliant, by the way. If you Put that out there. That's (laughs) that's good (laughs) stuff there. But no, really, can you can you kind of talk a little bit about that uh, that blueprint? Because quite literally, you go through it. It's really easy. It's charts. It's images. It's like you go through it. And if someone put that on the refrigerator and they shopped to that and live to that, I mean, their nutrition would be spot on every single meal. And I think that's just great. Can you kind of talk a little bit about that? Yeah,
2: sure. Well, when it comes to eating, uh, I find that the topic could get very, very heated because you've got, you know, different type of uh, diets, quote unquote, out there, uh, keto, vegetarian, vegan, carnivore. And, you know, I, I've been in the crossfire of people just, you know, getting very belligerent over defending their diets. And <laughs> and that that's pretty amazing. Uh, I think you mentioned something that's really important, which is being very intuitive. I mean, we look back and we just see how humans have evolved um and and what what humans have been eating all, you know all along and we know if we can stick as close to that as possible we 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 will thrive but i have to say this there is no one eating style that's going to be the same for everybody you know your nutrient requirements are going to be different depending on your age depending on your genetics depending on your lifestyle and and how you're living so you have to listen to your body but i think a very intuitive and great way to start is in my book where I talk about the Thrive State blueprint. That just means being very, very smart. It's really a pl- you know, primarily plant-based. I say, you know, seven, 50 to 75% of your plate should be clean vegetables. Try to go organic if you can, because there's a lot of pesticides, herbicides, and things and GMOs that are out there and they're not good for your health. But try to eat as many vegetables as you can. Um, non-starchy because look, you know, diabetes is a very, very prevalent and, you know, people eating a lot of starchy ones. What are the starchy ones? We're talking about rice. We're talking about, uh, you know, potatoes and things like that, but eat some non-starchy vegetables, eat the color of the rainbow because every color suggests the following suggests that it, it had some vital nutrients that it's going to be great uh, for your health. So that's really, you know, the majority of the plate, then have a good protein source. Now, Again, you know the, the, better, the better fuel for your body is going to cost a little bit more, but the investment now is much, much better than the, the investment you're going to make with higher insurance premiums or medications and things like that down the road. So what are good protein sources? Well, grass-fed, grass-finished meats, pasture-raised meats, sustainably raised fish. I go with that. And then make sure your diet also has a good amount of healthy fats. And where do they come from? They come from nuts. They come from avocados, coconut oil. Um, Those are great, great sources of good, healthy fats. Olive oil is a great healthy fat as well. So if you incorporate just the clean eating and you just listen to your body, that's great. Now, I don't mind if you choose one of these other eating styles that I discussed out there, but recognize that each of those eating styles has its limitations. You have to listen to your body. For example, if you're a vegan, um, you're going to be low in omega-3s, vitamin D, and b twelve. Uh, and just make sure you're 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 going to be working with somebody who understands that because you need those nutrients. I was vegan for about six months. And, you know, initially I felt great because I went from the standard American diet of fast food <laughs> as a doctor to, to eating uh, not that junk, but, you know, my body uh, started to feel a little bit of fatigue. I started to notice a little bit more hair loss and I went back and started to include uh, clean meats in my diet. And then I feel so much better doing that. I think one of the struggles that is out
0: there, and you know, I've interviewed over 300 people on all sides of the spectrum. I even yeah. raw paleo, carnivore, vegan, all the way across. And the one core thing that's in the middle—the reason their diet is the best—is because it's clean, because it's <laughs> whole food. And you're kind of like, right. well, they eat whole, no, they eat bacon. Okay, well, yeah, some of them actually do eat bacon, but so is the standard American diet. So that doesn't make it's good or bad. It just means they're not eating the quality of foods. Yeah. Or the right quantities of the certain types of foods, but excluding an entire food group has its consequences. And you you just have to understand what that is. So, you know, when you're making that investment in the food that you put in, because again, food is information, just like all of the other bees, they're -hmm. information coming into your body. And so the when you give your body high quality, nutrient-dense food. That's a good communication that you want to thrive, that you want to be healthy, yeah. uh, that you want to, and, and then, in, and I like one of the things that we didn't get into with all the bees is that it's, it's not just the, like these, these silos of how to be healthy. They, they all actually interact with each other. So if you're getting good sleep and you're eating well, then you want to move a little bit more and then maybe you feel a little bit nicer and you can actually, instead of yelling at your wife in the morning, you can kind of have a nice conversation with her and you have a better day. And then that improves other parts of your relationship and your life. And, and so I just, I, I really like the concepts that you have in the book there. Um, I define wellness as being the healthiest, fittest, and happiest you can be. What are three strategies or tactics to get and
2: stay well? Well, great question. Uh, I'll go. I'll go off on a tangent and, and talk about some of the bioenergetic elements that aren't just in every health coach's textbook. Everybody knows the physical stuff, right? Uh, sleep, nutrition, and movement. All right. That, that's covered so if you do that you know that was the initial three things that i did and I was able to reverse my disease but if you really really want to thrive there are some things that are outside the physical realm more in the emotional mindset and then also spiritual realm that actually puts us in the thrive state so uh, let's let's tackle some of those well one our emotions, are actually information, energetic information for ourselves. So one of the things I I love to be able to tell people to do is just be very mindful of how you feel. And there's a great technique if you're feeling negative or bad, I'll, I'll teach people a little technique here, but we've got emotions like anger, hate, resentment, fear, all those emotions are low vibrational negative emotions that bring up stress and stress hormones in our body. So those emotions eventually lead us to increase pro-inflammatory molecules like IL-1, IL-6, TNF-alpha, all that raises inflammation, it will lower our immune system, puts you at risk of getting chronic disease, and this is the exact same thing, you know, people who end up getting COVID who do very badly, they've got a low bioenergetic state very, very similarly. So those fearful emotions will drive those processes. On the other hand, emotions like love, like connection, like joy, and the, and the strongest emotion uh, out there, gratitude, are actually anti-aging medicines. All those things that I just discussed in terms of increased inflammation and decreased immunity, those positive emotions do the exact opposite. So if you could tap into those emotional states more often, you're telling your body, we are safe. It is time to grow. It is time to heal. So it's important to be mindful of our emotions and have some techniques to to, to uh, save us from stress. So we could talk about stress relief techniques in a second, but I'll teach people a, a short little hack that I do. It's called Create Space and Act, A-C-T, for Awareness, Choice and take action. So, if you're feeling a negative emotional charge come up in your body, you can just take 10 slow, deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth as if you're blowing through a straw. What that will do is you might be experiencing negative emotion, but as you take those 10 deep breaths, you are tapping into your parasympathetic state. You're going to calm down all your bodies. Those emotions are going to die down a little bit. And then you do the act ACT awareness. Okay. I'm really angry at this person, you know, zooming in, in front of me on the freeway. That that person, oh, okay. Well, that's a crazy thought. Why, why am I so angry uh, today? Is, this, uh, is there other things going on in my life? Because I can start to choose and focus my thoughts, can't I? Oh, yes. How then would I like to feel? So the next part is C, choice. Having a new intention of how you want to feel and how you want to show up in the world. You can choose that in that space where... Where you're, in par- where you're in parasympathetic mode. And finally, once you choose an intention saying, you know what, I want to not be angry now because I know those are, emotions are harmful to my health. I wanna show up with joy, I wanna show up with gratitude. So what's the next action I could take? And then when you come out of those 10 deep breaths and you choose your next action, you can be this new version of yourself. So that's a really cool technique just to create some space, not react to that stimulus, but respond in a way that you choose with your new intentions. So that's a really cool way to do that. Uh, That was just one one technique. You asked me for (laughs) three. I don't know how much time we have, but you you can dive in. Let's let's get it
0: done. Yeah, man, these are great. This is great. Keep going.
2: Okay, uh, perfect. Now, the next thing is um, having a sense of purpose is actually anti-aging. So if you take a look at statistics, purpose is actually something that makes the average American live seven years longer. Having a deep sense of purpose also extends these things called telomeres. And for your audience, if they don't know what they are, they're kind of like these things that protect your DNA from from getting degraded. And it actually keeps your cells from aging and dying early. So it's a great longevity tool. Well, people with a deep sense of purpose preserve their telomeres. If you have a deep sense of purpose, you also lower your risk of the number one killer in America cardiovascular disease such as heart attack and stroke and if you happen to be hospitalized a deep sense of purpose also makes you have fewer days in the hospital so it's really important now a lot of people i would say you know some some people will say well i don't know what my purpose is they'll stress out getting you know your purpose when your purpose is actually something that is not so it, it's not something you need to find or discover it's something you really remember because your purpose is really just you Your purpose is just you being you. Like a dog's purpose is for it to just be a dog and be happy. So if you could tap into the people, the things that bring you joy, that bring out those positive emotional states, that's who you are as an authentic person. And if you could share yourself with others in the world, then then really that's your purpose. Pablo Picasso says the meaning of life is to find your gift and the purpose of life is to give it away. So really. Share yourself with the world, share your joy with the world. That is another great tool uh, for for health and vitality. And I would probably, you know, conclude with, with the very last thing, and really my mantra is you are your best medicine. With my bioenergetic model of health, your thoughts and your mind control the bioenergetic environment of your cells. And your cells are constantly listening moment to moment to moment. So you can always choose what actions you're taking, the thoughts that you're, you're focusing on. You can't always control the thoughts you're thinking, but you can control what you start to focus on. You can control what you make the meaning of something is. So make life be empowering to you and know that it is your choices, your actions, your habit. It is you that is your best medicine.
0: Awesome. Well, Doctor V, my um, my purpose in life is to help hundreds of thousands of people get healthy and fit and and live with joy in their lives. And you've helped me nail that today. So thank you for that. Uh, if someone wanted to learn more about you, learn more about the book
2: Thrive State, where would you like for me to send them? Well, Thrive State is going to be out April sixth, uh, so it'll be out already. Um, you can find that at thrivestatebook.com. If you want to find out a little bit more about me and the content I'm putting out there, I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, at Kien Vu MD. Uh, And my website is kienvumd.com. Okay. You can go
0: to 40plusfitnesspodcast.com forward slash 483, and I'll be sure to have links there. So Dr. V, thank you so much for being a part of 40 Plus Fitness. It's a pleasure being on the show. Thanks for having me, Alan. Welcome back, Raz.
1: Hey, Alan. Oh, what an interesting interview! And personally, I love that word "thrive." It's so such a good word to to get the most out of um, anything you're doing. Get the most out of life. I love it.
0: Yeah, you know when he when he did the comparison of the stress slash survive state versus the thrive state. You know, it was mm-hmm. kind of one of those things where I, you know, you have to recognize it's a continuum, and sometimes you're so in it you don't recognize that you're, you're not on the end of the continuum you want to be on. and mm-hmm. but, but we're having this conversation. So obviously anyone that might be listening to us at this point in time uh, obviously cares about moving up that continuum to the Thrive State. And uh, in the book, uh, Thrive State, uh, Dr. V gives us those seven bioenergetic elements. So there's kind of a almost a way you can do a, some uh, kind of a, a – Self-audit, if you will, of mm-hmm. where are the things where I'm really focused and doing well and where are the things where I can improve. And then of course, you know, he gives you some guidance on on how to do that.
1: Yeah. Of those seven inputs, you know, you've talked a lot about sleep and nutrition and, and movement on your podcast over these many years. But um, the ones that hit me are stress mastery. I like how he put that term stress mastery, because you know we all have stresses in our life you know things happen at the home things happen with families stress um we often have stress at our job so it it exists whether you like it or not and so we need to figure out how to master that how to respond instead of react and and I thought that was a good thing to think about
0: yeah you know uh, I, one yes dealing with stress and obviously uh, you know I decided that I wasn't going to work corporate anymore, that I was going to, you know, just go ahead and say, okay, I'm going to jettison that mm-hmm. and, uh, try to find a, a, a place with a little less stress, you know? So I would mm-hmm. say hanging out on a Sunday, uh, with sloss is, is probably about <laughs> as stress-free, uh, sure. a day, a day as you can have. And, and so, you know, just, yeah, encourage people to consider that self-care, And you know, it's all of it. It's, it's managing your nutrition. It's managing your movement. uh, It's Mm -hmm. trying to sleep better. It's, it's having better relationships. It's, it's all of it. And Mm -hmm. uh, you can't have health without joy Mm
1: -hmm. and you can't have
0: joy without health. Right. And so those, those things are tied together in a way that, you know, we're beginning to understand, but it's, it's so powerful, you know, in you read the blue zones, you know, doc, we had Dr. Day on and we, you know, he talked about some of this and we've had a lot of longevity people and it's, it's all about purpose. It's all about connection. It's all about, you know, those, those intangibles in our lives that we often take for granted uh, mm-hmm. because we're too busy building our career or, you know, doing our long runs. Um, and we, you know, we, we do realize that's, that's part of it. We can become very one-sided. So it's worth looking at all seven of them and kind of almost using that as a self audit to just say, okay, if I had to rate myself, how do I feel like I'm doing on this one element? And yeah. if there's some elements that are lagging, uh, they need your attention.
1: Absolutely. You know,
0: it's probably not worth doubling down on the ones you're doing well, uh, to say, <laughs> I'm going to move more or, you know, I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to eat better. Uh, It might be worth you actually spending your time to say, you know, I'm going to spend a Sunday hanging out with family uh, rather than doing your movement and and maybe not even worrying so much about your nutrition on that day uh, if it's Mm -hmm. hard uh, because that's just going to put stress on you. So just kind of Mm -hmm. figuring out that balance of are my actions conducive to balance across all seven of those.
1: For sure. And, you know, balance is another word I like a lot because we can be pulled um, out of balance. You know, work sometimes requires extra attention or a stage in our kids' lives um, might require extra attention. And when the, these things come up, it, then we're kind of forced off kilter. We're forced out of balance. And it is it is often a struggle to maintain that balance. But um But if you do, like I tell um, my friends and clients, you know, you do the best you can with what you have in that moment and realize that it's, these are just chapters in life and uh, you'll get back into that balance. You'll be able to trade one thing for another and, and get back to it. I like that word too.
0: All right. Well, Rachel, um, how about we go ahead and call it a day?
1: You bet. Okay. Have a good time. Enjoy time with your family.
0: (laughs) I will. I will. Uh, Thank you. And um, you have a great week. We'll talk next week. Okay?
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Next time on the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast, we bring back Dr. Will Cole and discuss his book, Intuitive Fasting, the flexible four-week intermittent fasting plan to recharge your metabolism and renew your health. Until then, have a happy and healthy week.